present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us for a return visit to London's Clerkenwell, where we're guests of Sadler's Wells. A music house was first founded on this site by one Richard Sadler in the 1680s. He discovered a well in his grounds when gravel was dug out for reconstruction work on nearby Pentonville Road. And as the audience make their way home later, they may care to inspect how it's getting on. <laughs> Sadler marketed his well water as a curative and soon began to provide his customers with a variety of theatrical entertainment. The first act to top the bill was the Hibernian cannibal. To great amazement, the cannibal proceeded to eat a huge live cockerel which he consumed feathers, feet and all, with a side order of fresh giblets and a pint of brandy. <laughs> Few were surprised when the cannibal died of food poisoning three days later <laughs> after eating a donna kebab in Exmouth Market. <laughs> In late Victorian times, the theatre installed a skating rink. However, their ambitious musical Joan of Arc on Ice... <laughs> However, their ambitious musical Joan of Arc on Ice was not a great success, despite the unintentional plot twist in the final scene when Joan was drowned. <laughs> By the 1930s, the theatre's reputation was enhanced by the establishment of Britain's first national ballet company. Since then, Sadler's Wells has seen many landmark productions, including Matthew Bourne's all-male version of Swan Lake. In their trademark silk tights and elegant feathers, what a magnificent sight the company made each evening as they arrived to change into costume. <laughs> This reputation for nothing but the finest performing arts lives on today, and we have to thank Sadler's Wells for inviting the teams here to provide something in the way of comedy. And there's not many who can get in the way of comedy more than them. <laughs> on my left, Graham Garden and Barry Cryer. <laughs> on my right, Sandy Toxvig and Tim Brooke-Taylor. And making sure my scorecards remain safely on the desk in front of me and that I don't knock one off by accident. <laughs> Please welcome the lovely Samantha. OK, teams, let's launch into the first round with every ounce of enthusiasm we can fake. Uh, take. <laughs> It's the new definitions game, and it's intended to educate our audience about the subtleties of meanings in the English language. And remember, teams, I'd like you to submit any new definitions of existing words that you may have spotted recently. Sandy, would you catch a start, please? Uh, ransom. A short amount of exercise. <laughs> Graham. Mucus. A swear word used by cats. <laughs> Tim. Avoidable. 
what a cow with a headache does. <laughs> Barry. Bordello. Blase greeting. <laughs> Dip thong. Minimalist laundry. <laughs> Pontificate. A lecture on French bridges. <laughs> Dogma. Bitch. <laughs> Preach. A soft fruit with a speech defect. <laughs> Hagiography. Edwina Curry's book. Follicle. <laughs> A tiny little ruin built on a small hill. <laughs> Migraine. What a farmer calls his crop. Bed lamb. A very <laughs> favourite sheep. Cross country. Iraq. OK, the teams are going to sing along now with some great old discs in the round called Pick Up Song. Record researcher Samantha has made one of her customary visits to the gramophone library where she runs errands for the kindly old archivists, such as nipping out to fetch their sandwiches. Their favourite treat is cheese with homemade chutney, but they never object when she palms them off with relish. <laughs> I can see she's ready and waiting at the turntable and eager to give the chosen discs a spin, so you should sing along with the music teams until, at my signal, Samantha turns the volume down. You must continue singing, and if, when the record returns, you're within a calendar month of the original, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be awarding... Po now, listen, this is ridiculous. I haven't awarded a single solitary point since the old king died. And as for Samantha, she hasn't scored in a decade. <laughs> oh, yes, she has. <laughs> I mean, what do points mean? Prizes! Shut up. <laughs> this week's prize is just the thing to keep the kids amused at family funerals. It's, <laughs> it's this lovely rocking hearse. OK, we'll start with you, Sandy. Would you please accompany Gertrude Lawrence singing Shall We Dance? Oh, Lord. We've just, just been introduced. I do not know you well. But when the music started, something drew me to your side. So many men and girls are in each other's arms. It made me think we might be similarly on. Occupied. Shall we dance? One, two, three. On a bright cloud of music, shall we fly? One, two, three. Shall we dance? Shall we then say goodnight and mean goodbye? One, two, three. Or perchance, 
when the last little star has left the sky. Shall we still be together with our arms around each other? And shall you be mother? And shall you be Okay, you now, Barry, would you please accompany the proclaimers singing King of the Road? Trailers for Sailorette. The rooms to let 50 cents. One, two, three. No phone, no pool, no pets. I ain't got no cigarettes, but. Two hours of pushing broom <laughs> buys an eight by twelve for bit for room. I'm a man of means, by no means king of the road. Third box car, midnight train, destination Bangor, Maine. Old worn out clothes and shoes. I don't oh, pay no dues this morning. Okay, Graham, now would you please accompany the Mavericks singing Dance the Night Away? Finally, Tim, <laughs> would you please accompany Julie Andrews singing oh. I Could Have Danced All Night?
The next game is called Saint Charades. It's a specially adapted Wallace version of the TV classic Give Us a Clue, where panellists used to mime the titles of books, songs or films. In the original version, the player's task was to perform in total silence, prompting a gale of ceaseless laughter from the audience. <laughs> the team's version is a clever reversal of the format. Give Us a Clue certainly provided many memorable moments as the players were given their titles on cards provided by the host, Michael Aspel. We particularly recall the unalloyed pleasure in Lionel Blair's face as he bent across the chairman's desk to receive Uncle Vanya. <laughs> Tim and Sandy, you're to start, please, and your title will shortly be displayed to the audience via the laser display screen. And here's the mystery voice for listeners at home. Die another day. Die another day. Off you go, Tim and Sandy. Three words and it's a film and it goes like this. I don't think um, that I like the colour of my jumper. Really? <laughs> don't you? Don't you? I, I, I love it. I love no, it. No, no. I'd really, I'd like it to be another colour. So... So what are you going to do, then? Well, I thought I'd change the colour. No, no. Um, no, no, you can't do that. It's the Sabbath. <laughs> I'm, uh, So? I'm not, well, I'm not certain, but I think it's practically a commandment. Uh, colouring has to be done at some other time. What, sort of next week? Well, yeah. Any particular time next week? No, you can pick any bit of next week. <laughs> Except the Sabbath? Of course, yeah. Are you sure? My word is my bond. Fingers, thunderball. Three woolly. Three. <laughs> ah! Uh, I got it. Is, it. is it Die Another Jumper? Die, no, so close. Die Another Day. Yes. Right, your turn, Barry and Graham. Your title is now being exhibited on the laser display board, and here again is the mystery voice for listeners at home Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. TV series. Three words. Dougal! You'll have had your tea. No time for tea. No, I see that. Where are you off to in all your finery? I'm away to the uh, Christmas dance in the library. Oh. Uh, I, d I didn't hear about that. No, no, it's all very hush-hush. I would be. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, friend, look, what? look, here's the invitation. Oh, kings. Oh, very good. I see they supply free slippers. And they're going to soften the crisps. <laughs> <laughs> but, but look here, what'll they do about music? They've hired a Trappist orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> You don't hear that very often. <laughs> if ever. <laughs> so, this Trappist Orchestra, what do they call themselves? Look! Oh, of course. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Band, band of monks. Oh. Oh. Is it? Yeah. oh, band of brothers. Band of brothers. It's now time to play the game called Mornington Crescent. 
But first, I noticed from the huge pile of letters on my desk that we've been, we've been sent a giant Scrabble set and this postcard. They come from a Mrs. Trellis of North Wales. She writes, Dear Moneybox Live, I have no mortgage on my house, which is worth £250,000, have about £10,000 savings in a building society, and I receive a generous monthly pension. So there. <laughs> Yours sincerely, Mrs. Trellis. OK, on with the game, which this week will be played to the new standard Livingston rules. This means that pedestrianised squares are out of bounds and any location subject to a congestion charge incurs a forfeit. <laughs> OK, Tim, will you start, please? Putney Bridge. Mm. Cleveland Street. Harrow and Wheelston. Angel. Pimlico. Uh, congestion charge? Yes, yeah, yeah, Pimlico. No. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. It's only just so. outside. Yes, yeah, yeah, but it was the new yeah. standard Livingston rules. Forfeit, yeah. forfeit. Yes. Yeah. Who said it anyway? Barry. It sounded Barry very said like it. Barry. Barry said it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Barry, you incur a forfeit. It's like yeah. the Dreyfus case all over again. This is terrible. <laughs> you incur a forfeit. You got off that Will time, you... didn't you? <laughs> you see that, you see, you see that uh, bottle of water in front of you? Will you take a large swig out of it? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Often wondered what it tasted like. It's Sandy's turn, isn't it's it? It's my turn. No. Sandy's right. turn. C can I do a complete central pass? You can do whatever you like, darling. Well, I'm... <laughs> I'm going to go Wembley Central, Hendon Central, Walthamstow Central. Oh, yes. Very good. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, sh or should I have done that the other way around? Does it matter? I think it's good both ways. Yeah. No, mm. it's... <laughs> where you... Pay the price for being flashy here, I think. Um, Hampstead. Oh. oh, that's bloody clever. <laughs> that, oh. Parsons Green. Yeah. That's oh, very strange. No, he's taking us off course again. No, he's on a diagonal. He's, opened up, he's opened up his diagonals. <laughs> <laughs> Clapham Junction. Well, not that wide open. <laughs> Oh, that's a block it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, Mornington Crescent. Oh! oh. <laughs> Very clever. Thank you. I can't help thinking there was something missing from that game. <laughs> CS Gas. <laughs> <laughs> we have a seasonal round now. Yuletide is a time when families get together with all their relatives to exchange gifts. Personally, I find that children are always buying me presents I don't really want to use. An electric toothbrush, an ill-fitting sweater, a cemetery plot. <laughs> I've brought along a selection of listeners' Christmas problems to which I'd like the teams to provide helpful solutions. And right, Graham, you can start. Can, can you answer this listener's question? What's a nice thing to do when buying someone a mobile phone for Christmas? Buy them a year's free rail travel. <laughs> <laughs>
The answer is make sure the phone is fully charged before you wrap it, then ring them as they're opening the parcel. Oh, oh, how, how charming. Tim, now, what's an unusual but effective way of keeping vegetables warm? <laughs> Set fire to the House of Commons. I've got a better idea. Drain them, return them to the saucepan, wrap it in a blanket. What, what do you mean, wrap it in a blanket? <laughs> Drain them, return them to the saucepan, wrap them in a blanket and put it under the... Oh, it's, there's a mixture of uh, whatever it is. It's witchcraft. <laughs> Drain them, return them to the saucepan, wrap it in a blanket and put it under the duvet. <laughs> Barry, now, what's an important thing to remember when you're buying wine for Christmas dinner? Where you live. The real answer is that £2 of the retail price includes the cost of the bottle, the label, the cork and the VAT. <laughs> and Sandy, how would you suggest I use up my excess goose fat? <laughs> uh, foreplay with a chicken? <laughs> it makes an excellent hand cream or ointment for chillblains. OK, here are some for any of you who want to, to have a go at. If your Turkish giblets have not already been removed, what's the best way to do it? Tell Barry it swallowed the bottle opener. <laughs> Here's the answer. It's a bit of a long one. Insert your finger in at the neck end and waggle it about to loosen everything. <laughs> then insert your finger... <laughs> When do you get the turkey? <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock it till you've tried it. <laughs> I'm going to read this very quickly. Insert your finger in at the neck end and waggle it about to loosen everything. Then insert your finger at the tail end and waggle as before. Then try to pull out all the innards in one go from the tail end, taking care not to break the gold <laughs> Oh, I think my gold Don't try is... this at home. <laughs> What can I do if my guests are finding my nuts a little tough? Well, I, I think this is where your excess goose fat comes in. <laughs> the answer is try freezing them first. They crack much more easily. How can you use candles to change the atmosphere of a room? Insert them before serving the sprouts. <laughs> On the contrary. On the contrary, use scented ones. You might try placing them in front of a mirror. What? <laughs> do, they, do they smell twice as much if you do that? Huh? I'm only reading out what's that. This all comes out of a stupid book. If you're going to a party where they would like you to drink heavily, what's a good way to ensure you get home at the end of the night? You go as a self-addressed envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's very nearly the right answer, but I can't understand this. Put £20 in a self-addressed envelope to give the cab driver when you leave. What the...? <laughs> but how would you know the cab driver's address? <laughs> 
Well, it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's just time for the teams to announce the arrivals at the dancers' ball. Samantha has to leave now as she's hosting a traditional Cockney music and dance night with the Pearly King and Queen at a nearby pub. All the locals are saying they can't wait to see her knees up round the King's head. (laughs) (laughs) So while she's away preparing for that, I'll ask the teams to announce the late arrivals at a society ball for dancers. Tim, will you start, please? Eh, will you welcome, please, Mr and Mrs Terry Tooster? And their daughter, Millie Terry. <laughs> From Scotland. Hi. Walt Disney. He likes to dance, but his wife, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and all the way from Sweden. Oh, yes. Mr. and Mrs. Waltz. <laughs> Son, Lars Waltz. Yeah. <laughs> Sandy, I'd, uh, Sandy, I'd like to introduce you to a great fan of yours called Dan. Oh, he's gone. Oh, now, where did your fan Dan go? <laughs> well, I, I can't stop, uh, Tim, because I must oh. go and chat with Mr and Mrs. Dancing is a load of old irritating nonsense <laughs> which clogs up the village green and their son, <laughs> Morris. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and here's the Chancellor with a huge smile on his face. Oh, what a gay Gordon. (laughs) I also see uh, Lord and Lady Tish country dancing also gets on my nerves and their son, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Look, there's Leo Tard and Desmond Tutu. (laughs) Mr and Mrs Plum Fairy and their horse, Shirkar. Will you welcome, please? Yeah, I will. Mr and Mrs. Mamata to McCorns. <laughs> <laughs> and their daughter, Wilhelmina Mamata to McCorns. And all the way from Spain, Signor oh. and Signora 234, and their son, Juan. <laughs> Will you welcome, please, Mr and Mrs Bennett? Are those tights padded or are you just (laughs) pleased to see me? And their son, Gordon Bennett. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of the show and, indeed, the series. And, well, what a series it's been, providing so many memories that will never leave me. at least not without a long course of expensive therapy. (laughs) So from the team, Samantha, myself and the fine folk here at Sadler's Wells, it's goodbye. Barry Pryor, Graham Garden, Sandy Coxvig and Tim Brooke-Taylor have been given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton with Colin Sells setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson and the producer was John Naismith. (laughs) 